0: Daryl and I got to talking yesterday and it's, and it's funny cause then like I started to hear other people and I'm, I'm not saying they're taking our take. I realized how I was setting this up. That's not what I'm saying. But I, I heard Ken say this uh, very similar things on the morning show today. And I've started to hear more people kind of echo this. And the second they hired Ken Dorsey and the second that they kind of promised we're going to tear this thing down and we're going to rebuild it. While there's a big part of me that takes that, kind of with a grain of salt, because I was promised a better-looking offense that fit Deshaun Watson a year ago, and I did not see that this year. And so I'm somebody who I kind of try and look ahead and kind of read the tea leaves at what I think might happen. And I was a little cynical of it last year, but we didn't talk about it as much because we didn't have a reason to doubt them. Now we do. And I just want Kevin Stefanski to succeed, because the days of coaching search radio, eh, don't need those. The days of... I want Sean to succeed because uh, the days of should we get Justin Fields, uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, oh gosh, who are the other ones? Uh, Russell Wilson or Ryan Tannehill. Those days sucked. They belong in Pittsburgh now. Take care of them. Pat them on the head. Make sure to feed them three times a day. That's what you get, Pittsburgh. So I have no other recourse than to root for this thing to succeed. But I also understand that coaches are stubborn and coaches are even brilliant people like Kevin Stefanski can have blind spots. So I worry about Kevin because the only thing that can derail Kevin at this point is if he doesn't do what he's saying he's going to do and he doesn't get the most out of Deshaun next year. We just we look at this as either Deshaun is good enough next year or not. We look at this as Deshaun is healthy for uh, 17 games or not. The reality is both of those things can be in between, and the more in between any one of those are, that that is the only danger for Kevin Stefanski. I don't want Kevin. I want Kevin Stefanski to win. I really enjoyed this year. Sands the playoffs. I really. I would like to see him next year in the playoffs. But with all this being said, because this team is going to rebuild this offense and it's around Deshaun Watson. I think something that was proven last year, guys, I think the offense that they put out there was fit perfectly to Joe Flacco. Not because that's what they, that's how they designed it, although they did tweak it for him. Uh, you do that with every quarterback. You at least tweak it. But because Joe Flacco, his best year in the NFL was in that Gary Kubiak system, which is... A West Coast, under the under the center, uh, you know, play action kind of game. Very similar to the one that Arthur Smith got uh, hired as a head coach in Atlanta off what he did in Tennessee. So guys like Joe Flacco or a guy like Ryan Tannehill, perfect fit for the Kevin Stefanski offense for the Gary Kubiak offense. Deshaun Watson is not a perfect fit for that. And that, as much as anything, has been proven the last two years. But if they really do what they say they're going to do, it's no longer going to make sense to bring back Joe Flacco. And in some ways, like, I look at I look at Joe Flacco and think, like, that's a Rocky story. Like, yeah, the Rocky franchise is pretty good. Creed, actually, no, it's Creed. Creed, that first Creed movie was perfect. It had every Rockyism you wanted. And at the end of the movie, you really you fell in love with that Creed character, Adonis Creed. And then they went out and made two more. And while theoretically you and I didn't ask for it, the movie the movie theater or the, the movie companies did ask for it, and that's why we had it. But if you just stopped at Creed, if you didn't go Creed 2 and Creed 3, if you just stopped at Creed, that movie would stand alone as a damn near perfect boxing movie. Joe Flacco is Creed. If you look at the story arc of this year with Joe Flacco, in Cleveland specifically, perfect signed off a couch in november he steps in he was not he was going to be the break glass in case of emergency dtr was the starter dtr gets hurt all of a sudden joe gets signed joe is starting week 1 uh, his first week there against the rams and looked looked good that week 1 we had no idea what was coming against jacksonville and chicago and then when things really went up a notch against houston and new york And so it didn't end perfectly because you lost in the playoffs. But like the first Rocky, eh, he lost at the end. In Creed, he had to lose to get to the win, right? So the point is, I'm really worried that if the Browns force bringing back Joe Flacco, because it's going to make you and me happy emotionally, I worry you're going to ruin the great story that was Joe Flacco. So, and I don't think they're going to do that, by the way. I just don't think, the bottom line is, guys, I don't think Joe Flacco fits the best offense that fits Deshaun Watson. And there's this thing, well, you, any quarterback can fit. Any, no, they can't. You, you couldn't put Kirk Cousins in the offense that Pat Mahomes runs right now, and it'd be seamless. You can't put Pat Mahomes in the offense that Lamar Jackson ran under Greg Roman the, the first X amount of years of his career, and he'd be the same Pat Mahomes. The system, while I do think great quarterbacks are great quarterbacks and you learn how to win with them and you learn how to, like, just smart. You don't even need a great coach. You need a smart coach. You need a coach to get out of his own damn way, build the best offense for that guy. You need a front office that puts the best weapons around that guy that fits what he wants to do. If you do those two things, you can win a buttload of games. But in terms of stylistically what they're comfortable with, Joe is most comfortable under center. In the play-action game, where everything sets up those long down the field throws, and with the it's out of the shotgun. It's spread concepts. It's it's three receivers and a tight end wide. It is uh, maybe you know six linemen. When I say six linemen, I mean the five offensive linemen, the tight end playing off the line or on the line, and three wide receivers spread out and a running back in the backfield. Like, it is a spread offense. That doesn't mean it's a total spread offense. It's not going to look like Urban Meyer's offense with Tim Tebow in 2008. But, like, that's kind of where we're going with it. So I'm not rooting for Joe to not be back. I'm rooting for Joe Flacco from now until the end of time. Because his character, what a good dude he was, how quickly he ingratiated himself to his teammates. He was a huge pivotal part of one of the most fun runs we've ever had. It doesn't mean he's going to fit what you're doing going forward. And I realize there's a there's a large segment of Browns fans that would choose Joe Flacco over Deshaun Watson. No NFL franchise would. That doesn't mean you're wrong for liking Joe more than the other guy or liking him as much as the other guy. Which leads us to the most important offseason big board we can unveil. And that is the Browns backup quarterback big board. Now, you guys know, we basically got Steven Vogt hired because he was on the Guardians managerial big board. At one point, we had 40 names. Pros, cons, should they, shouldn't they? We crossed some names off when they crossed them off. And then Steven Vogt was one of those guys, and they hired him. Now it's time to create the ultimate big board of backup quarterback options in the NFL. And it should be noted, we're going to start out at five today okay? This is the Valentine's Day five, as they'll be known until they're not known. I will give you the three just missed. Joe Flacco just missed. I don't think there's a chance in hell he's back this year. Uh, Jacoby Brissett just missed. He doesn't fit the spread offense any more than uh, Joe Flacco does. Mitchell Trubisky just missed because, quite frankly, he's not any good. And the only reason anybody wants him here is he is for mentor. And honestly, he probably does belong on this five list, but I'm just being a stubborn D about it. Now, We get to the Browns backup quarterback, big board, 216-474-0092. What name has to be on our Browns backup quarterback, big board? Yes, I'm saying it right. Uh, number five, Josh Dobbs, pros, scheme fit. He's more experienced than the last time you had him here. He's smart. Great teammate. I don't know if you guys know this. He's, he wants to be an astronaut, uh, Athletic as well. Very athletic. Cons. He's not been very good in extended starting spot. So.
1: Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere. Anytime. All season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
0: It, when you guys talked, it was hot and bothered at the trade deadline. I did want Josh Dobbs back. I can admit now I was wrong on that. Joe Flacco was the better acquisition. Kudos to the Browns. Josh Dobbs has to be on your list, though, because he's already got a good relationship with the Sean, and he does kind of fit where you want to take this thing. Number four. I don't know why I yelled that. Browns backup quarterback big board. Marcus Mariota former Oregon head coach or former Oregon quarterback, former Raiders quarterback, former Eagles quarterback, I the Titans, that's about all I remember. Pros: scheme fit, experience, he's a savvy vet, good dude. Cons: he hasn't been very good in a very long time, even in mop-up duty, and injuries. There's a lot of love for Marcus Mariota around the NFL. He's going to get a job this offseason. Doesn't matter in a perfect situation in Philly, he wasn't that good. Marcus Marcus Mariota is going to get a job this offseason. And honestly, that's the kind of guy that I think makes sense for the Browns because he can also help you bring along number three on the Browns backup quarterback big board, Dorian Thompson Robinson. Now this one's, I had to put him on here because he is going to be on the roster. So I think it's best if you have a number two quarterback and then DTR kind of pushes him as the number three uh, quarterback, but that's going to depend on how good of a quarterback you actually want to invest in. If the Browns go into this season with DTR and Jeff Driscoll as the backup quarterbacks, you will get no pass from me if Deshaun Watson get, gets hurt, unless DTR goes out there and plays well. If Jeff Driscoll is starting over DTR, then we're really going to have a Donny Brook. but DTR... The pros, young, affordable, still in that rookie contract. Upside, I actually did like what we kind of saw from the kid. He just was, he was a fifth round rookie. Scheme fit, cons, a fifth rounder who hasn't played enough to trust for a full season. So if you have to, if you have to trust DTR for four or more games or a playoff stretch, you're probably up, you know what, Creek. That brings us to number two. And this is where I think it gets interesting. Number two on the Browns backup quarterback, big board. Drew Locke, I never would have thought I would say this three years ago because I despise Drew Locke in Denver. I mean, I thought they wasted too much time with him. I thought they should have pulled the plug earlier. He looked young and confused and blah, 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 blah. Now, the pros are he has significant starter experience from his time in Denver, even kind of uh, you know spot starting here in Seattle. He's still young. He's like 26, I think. He's affordable-ish. He's an athlete, got a really nice arm, and I think he might fit the system. Cons, tiny baby hands, really small hands, nine-inch hands in cold weather. Not going to get done. I I would like to make fun of his hand size, though, throughout the season, so that would actually be a pro for me. But yeah, tiny baby hands. He's also a turnover waiting for happen. You'll notice a lot of these quarterbacks, the cons are considerably more significant than the pros but there are actually more things we'll say in pros, but honestly, the cons are pretty extraordinary. Uh, a turnover waiting to happen is problematic, but I do like Drew Locke as a backup to push DTR. Number one, and this one is where it's going to get wild. Jameis Winston. Pros, an insane amount of starter experience in both New Orleans and in Tampa. He has a cannon for an arm. And I think he has some scheme versatility. I don't know. It's a one for one. What you're going to do with the Sean with what you're going to do with Jameis. But in terms of putting him out of the shotgun, being able to have a howitzer for an arm and throw it down the field, he would drive Kevin Stefanski crazy if he got into a game. But Jameis Winston, honestly, if that's your backup, I, 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 oh, I don't want to say it because it's not going to happen. I would have no problem if a team this offseason decided to try and take a, a run at Jameis. Not like a defensive head coach like in New Orleans, but if like a smart, like a Sean McVay, it's not gonna happen, they got Stafford. But like a that kind of guy. That guy goes with Jameis, I, I think it'd be interesting. Now the cons, it's kind of a, of a weirdo. And I know that there, you know, there's the crab legs and there's the Uber driver. Those things aren't they're really just awful. But like, even beyond like the things that he did when he was young, he's just kind of a weird dude. He ate that W. That was weird. Um like, you hear him talk, and he's just kind of like, are, are you? Are we from the same planet, or are you from somewhere different? Uh, he is a walking interception waiting to happen. That's also not great. And the price.
1: Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode, and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus...